All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Run 402, the podcast. This is our first episode where we have an actual guest. Today on the show, I have uh, Chris Whitney. He's an alumni member of U.S. uh, Run the U.S. for MS, and he's here to talk about it. Uh, Last year in 2021, he ran segment nine from Ray, Colorado to Holdridge, Nebraska, um, and right now he's training for the Bismarck Marathon in September. So, um, welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a nice honor to be the very first guest on the on the pod. Yes, and timing wise, you can tell uh, our audience a little bit why we chose this week in particular. Yeah. So, um, as you mentioned, um, an alumni runner last year for a, for a great event called MS Run the U.S. And so this year. Um, this relay will be coming through Nebraska, a large swath of it, basically from Ray, Colorado, all the way through Omaha. It's broken up in a couple different segments, but uh, pretty much once the calendar hits early June uh, for a couple of weeks, that's when MS Run the U.S., when that route uh, makes its way through Nebraska. So excited to run it last year, but this year um, trying to promote it and uh, kind of get as, as many people involved as possible that want to help out and sort of uh, throw their support towards it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I think today, first, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of um, MS Run the U.S., and then we're going to talk about how you got involved and then kind of talk about this year's race. Does that sound like a good roadmap? Sounds fantastic. Let's get to it. All right. So how did uh, Run the U.S. for MS begin? So there is a woman in Wisconsin named Ashley Schneider. And so her mom uh, had been diagnosed with MS a number of years ago. And um, so after kind of she had done some things, she decided one day, I want to run across the entire country by myself to raise money for, you know, just helping people out with MS. Maybe some of it goes towards research, some of it goes towards, uh, you know, just helping people live better, home modifications, wheelchairs, things like that. And so in 2010, she ran solo from San Francisco all the way to New York City. And her goal was to raise uh, more money than she did. She ended up raising about $50,000. But <laughs> she came up a little bit. Yeah, very impressive. But I think I think the goal was somewhere around $100,000. But so she came up a little bit short and just kind of had this idea in the back of her mind. So eventually she started the organization called MS Run the U.S. And then the cross-country relay um, came into kind of its current fruition in 2013. So then instead of her running across the entire country by herself, she thought, oh, hey, we should get some other people involved in this. And so since 2013, the relay uh, is continuing to make its way from California to New York. The current route is from Santa Monica to Pier, and they run all the way to New York City. Uh, it begins usually in April, kind of finishes up in August, and uh, it's just a, a tremendous organization that um, I was so lucky to be a part of and kind of gain that uh, acceptance into that small family of alumni that have done this relay over the years. Yeah, um, it's pretty impressive that it only took her three years to decide, maybe I don't have to do this whole thing and just to delegate. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And so since then, it's kind of grown in its its draw every year. Um, there's been a lot of people that have run in multiple years. Um, I think even in some of the early years, uh, maybe ran multiple legs 
uh, in one particular year. But the premise is pretty simple. You get a bunch of people together. There's 19 different segments. So each runner will run from one part of the country to the other. As you mentioned, I ran from Ray, Colorado to Holdridge, uh, Nebraska. There's other segments that kind of vary in length. Some are as short as five days. Some are as many as eight days. But, yeah, it's just um, – a lot of running for those days. It's, you know, back to back to back and so on and so forth. Marathons, um, you know, for about a week straight. So it's a lot of training, but, you know, it's uh, it, hands down. It's probably one of the best things I've ever done, running or non-running related. That's really cool. Um, so how do those people connect after, you know, a big event like that? Like, do you guys stay oh. in touch? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got, uh, I think that the app is called uh, Group Me. I'm, I'm not very adept at most technologies. So this one I'm still kind of getting used to, but kind of a group messaging app. We all stay in touch through there, um, you know, Instagram, other social medias, things like that. And then one thing that's uh, really cool that they've already done one half of this year, but the next half will be coming in July. Um, they're having kind of a relay alumni events. They did one in Colorado at the end of May. Um, and then one in July when the relay runs through Milwaukee, where the organization is based. And so that would be a cool chance to not only get to, to meet Ashley and uh, the rest of the MS from the U.S. organization people in person. But, yeah, some of the other runners that took part in last year's relay alongside myself and some that uh, had done it in previous years as well. That's super cool. I love that. Um, what made you want to take on this challenge? <laughs> So it's kind of twofold, I guess. I was just getting my, my running, uh, you know, feet back underneath me, so to speak, literally and uh, figuratively, I guess, getting back into training, uh, you know, running half marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks, all that sort of thing. And so I had been doing it for, you know, back into it for about five or six months in 2020. And then um, I kind of remember hearing about this cause and MS around the U.S. and what it had done. And so the reason it's so personal for me is my mom has had MS. She was diagnosed 1988 and for about the last 15, 16 plus years um, has been wheelchair bound. Life has been it's been really tough for her, um, you know, in the family and just trying to do the best we can for her because MS, unfortunately, is a, is a disease that can be very sudden with its symptoms. Uh, my mom was pretty good for the most part for about the first five to 10, 15 years of the diagnosis, but then um, things really started to go go downhill pretty fast. So as I came to find out, MS is a disease that affects people pretty differently. It can be completely one way in one person and completely the opposite in another. And so once I kind of heard about this really, I, really, I thought, well, this is a chance to give back. I'd always wanted to do something to you know, help the cause, help, uh, you know, bring about an end to MS or just, uh, in this case, help people live their lives better than habits that have struggled. And so I wasn't sure I'd be ready. I thought maybe I'd want to wait a year, train up for it, but I just decided to fill out my application. They contacted and interviewed me and um, we were ready to go a few months later for the 2021 portion. Wow. You were interviewed for that? Yeah, it was, um, I was probably more nervous than that than some of the job interviews that I've been on over the years. Well, yeah, like this is a super personal thing that you want to do. Um, and that's awesome. Uh, what was the interview like? It was pretty uh, straightforward. It was just kind of a Zoom call sort of asking about the why, what was the, the reason for doing it. So as I came to find out later, um, a lot of different runners over the years, and especially over the last few years, have MS themselves. And so these MS warriors go out and uh, they want to raise money for the cause and hopefully – 
you know, make it better for, for fellow, uh, you know, people that have MS and then also people like me that are doing it for a family member or somebody that they know. Um, so it was kind of talking about that, getting a little bit of the backgrounds, maybe as far as running goes. Uh, one of the prerequisites, I guess, at least loosely was, Hey, you know, you've run a half marathon, you'll be able to do this. We've got a training plan ready for you. And so that was kind of my baseline. The most I had ever done was maybe 14 miles, slightly more than a half marathon. But, you know, the training plan was fantastic. And, um, you know, that was a pretty straightforward interview, a little bit on the fundraising too, because not just doing the running, but each member that does a segment in the relay has to raise at least $10,000. And so I had a little bit of experience with that in my previous background. So kind of just touching on all three of those things, really. Yeah, I didn't even think about like the fundraising side of it, you know, um, because $10,000, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it really is. And some people have uh, certainly raised a lot more than that over the years, um, you know, talking upwards of twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000, even more. And so I was really fortunate to have a pretty good network of people um, kind of scattered across Omaha, Lincoln and elsewhere. And so I was fortunate to get uh, contributions of just over $17,000 for my segments. And it just continuously blows me away, just the, the generosity and compassion of people once you're able to kind of tell that story. You know, there's a lot of people I didn't even know that were donating to my cause. And I think that that's something that's, um, you know, the runners that have done this segment over the years, the segments over the years as well, they have just really experienced the generosity and, and, um, you know, the giving nature of people to this particular cause. Gosh, that $17,000. That's amazing. Um, (laughs) What was your mom's reaction when she heard that number? Um, it was, it was pretty impressive. Uh, she was pretty impressed by it, I guess. Um, you know, I think the, the conversation I had initially talking about it, why I was doing it, it was a pretty emotional, uh, you know, talk, pretty emotional phone call and everything. But, um, you know, I think my mom is, was certainly pretty pleased with it. I think the whole family was, and, um, you know, their supports pretty much made it all possible, you know, with friends and, and even people I didn't really know that were able to, uh, you know, lend a hand or just kind of lend some some words of encouragement, support, or, you know, even liking an Instagram or Facebook story or something like that, because uh, certainly, no, I was, I was putting up a lot of, uh, you know, training materials for that just to let people know that I was consistent and how much it meant to me. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was quite an emotional ride. And I, I know it certainly has meant a lot to my mom. That's awesome. Um, now that you've touched a little on training, like, uh, let's talk about the segment and how the heck you train for running for how many days was your segment? It was uh, six days and 166 miles. Whoo! <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. That's that's for sure. And so the training program, um, I guess I was maybe I had a little bit of a leg up on, you know, some people that were getting ready to just kind of kick things off cold and hadn't really been running a lot. So I had been sort of rounding into form. I mean, I was getting up to about 150-ish, 170 miles a month, you know, running through the fall months and everything uh, before getting selected to the team. So I just wanted to be consistent through the winter months, um, you know, start 2021. And so pretty much from January on, I was hitting about 200 miles a month. And so it was, a lot of it was just really placing an emphasis on being on your feet as much as possible. So if you had a long run on a Saturday, maybe it was like 12, 14 or more miles. Then the key was to also, as part of your training, have a long run the day after that on Sunday too. So, you know, as 
we've trained for for most races over the years i think people that are half marathon or marathon racers or even you know different distances the the mantra has always been well have one long run either on saturday or sunday and then the other day is kind of a lighter day so it was kind of flipping the script on that a little bit but i think just the fact that i had really built that base and really accelerated pretty quickly over 200 miles uh, i was peaking about 70 miles a week so it was pretty heavy training but it got to the case where you know i could pretty much run every day you know at least five ten miles it seemed like in training and then once i got over about the first couple of days on the actual relay once you got to about day three or four physically you start to feel all right your body kind of sends you the message of well okay i guess we're doing this again today let's go ahead and adjust and get it done and so yeah it was i actually felt probably stronger towards the ends uh, versus when i started that's really interesting um so between fundraising and training like how do you balance that with life like what were you doing then (laughs) Uh, I was very fortunate I know most people a lot of people didn't have this luxury but we were working from home at that time and so my job is down in Lincoln so I make the commute from Omaha to Lincoln so that's roughly 90 minutes every day where I'm driving in the car. And so I was able to put those 90 minutes to pretty good use, not having to make that drive and, you know, just being able to run over the lunch hour, go for a quick hour run at like 6.30 in the morning and not have to wake up super early. Or, you know, once quitting time, you know, five o'clock hit, hey, I'd be out the door, I'd have my sneakers on and ready to ready to go five or 10 miles or whatever it was. And so that was, it was very fortunate and I used that to my advantage been a little different now getting back into being in the office every single day and dealing with the commute and all that but uh, really trying to get back to it with marathon training and um, getting to that mileage where I'm pretty comfortable every week yeah and I hear every Wednesday a podcast comes out that you can listen to on the way to work so hopefully that'll help the drive go by pretty quick (laughs) it it will it made (laughs) last week it made that one go great for me so I think you're off to a good start thank you um So Ray, Colorado, is that, I haven't even looked on a map. Is that in the mountains or is that? No, it's um, kind of in the extreme sort of northeastern Colorado. It's um, about, I'd say like 4,000 feet up, maybe somewhere along those lines, maybe just a little bit under there. So it's fairly flat, but still quite a bit of elevation gain from where we're certainly used to here in, you know, Omaha in the eastern part of the state. So, um, yeah, it didn't really take a lot to get used to that first day as far as the elevation was concerned. The problem the first day I had running was the humidity. It was foggy. The humidity was probably 70, 80 percent, maybe some some drizzle here and there. But that was the thing that really got me the first day. It wasn't so much the hu- the altitude. It was definitely the humidity. Yeah, I I didn't realize like Colorado, like, you know, um, in the mountains, it tends to be so dry, um, but luckily it gets really humid here in Nebraska, so I bet you're pretty ready for it on that end. Um, luckily, I don't know if I would have said luckily, but <laughs> I guess having you know trained in it, it did kind of serve me well, at least in the, in the later days of the relay. Yeah, so how many people were you running with during this segment? So I was fairly fortunate. Um, there were a few days where it was just me running by myself but there were other days where I was running with some friends that had tagged along for the ride so I had the start of the second day out near Benkelman Nebraska 
Um, and so I had a friend that was running for me with me for about 10 miles or so. Um, and then kind of towards the end of the relay, once we got a little bit closer to, you know, Lincoln and Omaha area, I had some friends that kind of went out with me and ran. So other than that, I mean, yeah, there were some days where it was just me out there on, on the highway running, you know, for about 30 miles from about 630 in the morning till about noon, one o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, Chris, you're tough. <laughs> that sounds like. Well, tough, dumb, I, I don't know what you want to call it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we fortunately got it done. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so this year, uh, Segment nine's coming through very soon. Do they kind of have an ETA for, like, the Lincoln or Omaha area? Yeah, so the segments that will finish um, that I had done last year, that will finish on Sunday, June 12th. And then so the Holdridge to Lincoln segment will be from the 13th through the 18th. So it will finish in Lincoln on Saturday, June 18th. And then the next segment is Lincoln to Des Moines. So it will begin on Sunday, June 19th. And then it will take the following week to get all the way to Des Moines. So I will actually run part of that very first day out of Lincoln to kind of assist with that segment. The runner who is doing that segment um, we'll, we'll need some, some people to kind of fill out each day just because of her limitations. But so we'll do that first day. So it should be getting to Omaha, um, you know, rounds the 20th, 21st is when it will probably move into Iowa then at that point, um, and continue east, um, over to Des Moines. So heading out of Lincoln, it'll kind of be mostly along the Mopac Trail. And then eventually it will kind of go around the, the south part of Omaha, Bellevue, and then over on, I think it's Highway 275 there where it will uh, get into Iowa. Yeah, um, I think it'd be really cool to like, maybe me and you to collaborate after this, maybe make a event in Run 402 where like, you know, if people are just going out for their run and like these people are in Bellevue, like it'd be cool to be able to run together and like hear stories and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things, too, is this event has just had tremendous support through Nebraska over the years. Um, there's multiple runners in the Omaha area that have, have done it before. And I think that'll be kind of helping out, um, you know, in that Lincoln to Des Moines segment that'll either run around Omaha or maybe on the Iowa side of things. But yeah, it'd be it'd be great, as, as we like to say, you know, the, the more the merrier with it. Yeah, we'll definitely coordinate so that way our listeners um, can have the opportunity or even just watch people run by if you don't want to run with them. Just be like, oh, my gosh, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, you know, wear orange, find a cowbell, all, all the fun stuff that you do when you're cheering people running on. That's that's for sure. Yeah, um, my sister just got me a cowbell, but it does say ring for beer on it. So maybe maybe that'll work and a beer will appear. But um, <laughs> no, I think... I think that'll be fun and we'll definitely make that happen. Um, so look for that. This episode is being recorded on Sunday. Um, so hopefully we'll have, um, by the time it drops on Wednesday, we'll have some more information like in a easy to follow way where, you know, you can reference it where runners will be when. Um, so now let's kind of talk about like, um, you know, this is the Run 402 podcast. I kind of want to talk to you about like any local races you've done, any run clubs you like to go to, um, who do you train with? Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's dive right in. All right. So um, what would your favorite local race be? 
favorite local race. Um, I've only done this one once, but I did like the early bird 10 miler that was um, at the first part of April. So I did that one. This year is a lot of fun as somebody who uh, most of my training and running is kind of out in, in West, West Omaha, as we like to call it. I do run around Lake Zerinsky quite a bit. And so that's where the early bird is. And so it was kind of like running on the home course, which is nice because a lot of my other training, at least, um, you know, on the weekends and stuff is kind of running with some friends and some other groups down in Lincoln. So uh, it was nice to just roll out of bed, you know, about and not only have to drive, you know, five or 10 minutes to get to the, the starting line. So that was good. Also really like, um, the Lincoln half marathon and the, and the good life halves. Those are just two really good events. The crowd supports and, um, you know, my hometown is Lincoln. So getting to run through there and some of the spots where I used to run, you know, doing track and cross country in high school or, um, you know, as an adult, uh, before moving up to Omaha too. So just, uh, some, some, those, those are probably my three, uh, favorite races locally. Yeah, uh, Lake Sarinsky is amazing. Like I train there all the time for my long runs because it's relatively flat and there are bathrooms and a drinking fountain. It's just... Yes. <laughs> and it's great because uh, you can just park your car there and it's loops. So if you don't want to carry a bunch of stuff, I don't know. I think it's just the bee's knees when it comes to Omaha running. Um, I know some local celebrities too, like Casey Littig and Jody. Um, they're big ultra runners in town, but you'll see them out there too. And it's just funny because like, you know, Casey's running like hundred mile races through the desert and Jody's running these like crazy mountain races that are like 250 miles long. And they're out there running after work around Lake Sarinsky, just like us. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, uh, I, I see them on Strava and their, their fame certainly precedes them. So I think I've probably seen them uh, out there a couple of times over the years. That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a great running spot. And of course, we love uh, Lincoln Half and Good Life Havesy. Um, you know, Lincoln is, it just is flatter than Omaha and their bike trails are just really accommodating. So like that town is a really good place to race for sure. Um, do you do any of like the local running clubs in town? I do, and I heard you run through them all on your previous podcast, and uh, the one that's, that I do is just because, well, it's it's a kind of a combination of things. It's probably my favorite local brewery, but it's also an area that is very flat, and uh, generally where I'm at here, near my house, um, a lot more hills involved, so it's nice to kind of change up the, the running profile throughout the week, but on Wednesday nights, I go do uh, the cross-train running club, so with Chelsea and the rest of the gang there, it's just a lot of fun, uh, something to look forward to every week. I don't uh, partake usually most weeks as far as the beer portion of that, but um, it's nice to just go to a familiar spot and just kind of be able to build on some training and, you know, build up a little speed there along that flat stretch. Yes, um, I definitely like that trail in the summer is so beautiful too. Only if you turn right, though, um, it's on the West Papio, right behind Cross Train. If you turn mm -hmm. left, it's kind of ugly, and you're going to be in the sun. Um, oh, yes, yes, and that's really bad, too. At least I like having the wind kind of at my back usually when I'm returning, so especially in the, the colder months when you kind of start and you go towards the north, make that right turn, as you said, that's where you are into that stiff north breeze for a bit, but then you put up with it for like three, three and a half miles, and then you turn around for home and you've got the wind at your back. It feels good. Oh, for sure. 
Um, but now the juicy question. Uh, so Cross Train Running Club, they have a segment on Strava called KSB Last Mile. Are you, did mm-hmm. you make it on that leaderboard? I'm okay on there. I think last year I had a time that was in the top five, and I think I might still have one for this year. But, yeah, it was right around six minutes. I mean, I've I've never done the thing – you know, segment chasing or anything like that. So when I was out there doing it, I wouldn't just run, you know, the one mile and then come back to run that mile on the way back. It's, I mean, every time I go out there, I'm running, you know, at least six and a half or seven miles. But yeah, I always, always find just a little bit for that last mile. Yeah. Um, I just love that Chelsea made that challenge. It's super fun. Um, I don't think I'm on the leaderboard, but I definitely have to get out there one of these Wednesday nights and get my name on that leaderboard because I am a segment chaser. I'm a new segment chaser. I just started doing it, but Strava now has this um, this like feature where it'll like mark segments in your area that you're likely to get on the leaderboard. So I'm like, now I'm hooked. <laughs> it's really oh, fun. I, I did not know about that. I will have to look at that myself. Maybe I'll become a segment chaser too. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun because it even gives you like an estimated time that it thinks you'll get to and like an estimated place. And of course, it's like, oh, got to beat the computer. Um, mm-hmm. So that's super fun. All right. So we're hitting around 25 minutes on here. So um, I think we'll we'll wrap up um, our conversation today. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, uh, if you guys want to connect with Chris, uh, you can connect with him on Instagram. I'll tag him in, um, my Instagram post, uh, when I release the episode and he's also on Strava, clearly, um, you can see him on the leaderboard for KSB last mile. (laughs) For now, we'll see how the rest of the summer goes. Right now, I'm gonna get a whole army of uh, segment chasers just from dropping all my tips. <laughs> there we go. Well, we'll, well, the more the merrier. We'll, we'll extend that to that as well. All right. Well, thanks, Chris, for coming on, and thanks you guys for listening. It's just uh, we had over 40 people listen to the first episode, which is just crazy that someone listened to me talk for 25 minutes. Um, and I'm just so excited that this podcast, people are listening. I can't wait to grow with everyone. Um, and if you guys, like I said in the, my first episode, the unrealistic goal is to have every single person who runs in Omaha be on this podcast telling their story. So if you want to be on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or on Instagram. And we're logging off for today, but uh, thanks for listening.